Are you trying to start a podcast but are struggling with the process? Well, you're in the right place now. Contact one of us at Across the Board Sports and we can help you get started through Anchor. We're looking for more podcasters and the best place to do your show is on Anchor. It is the easiest way to distribute your podcast on all major platforms and it's the most user-friendly website. Contact us and let's begin. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Are you trying to start a podcast but struggling with the process? Well, you're in the right spot now. Contact one of us at Across the Board Sports and we can help you get started through Anchor. We're looking for more podcasters and the best place to do your show is on Anchor. It is the easiest way to distribute your podcast on all major platforms and the most user-friendly website. Contact us through Twitter. And let's get it started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Across the Cavs podcast. I'm Zach Weiss. I am your host. And boy, is it a great time to be a fan of basketball right now, folks. The season getting underway. We had a couple of thrillers last night between the Pelicans and Raptors and Lakers and Clippers. And now... We got our own Cleveland Cavaliers ready to start the season. So a little bit about myself before we begin the first show of the year. My name is Zach Weiss. I am from New Jersey. I've been a Cavs fan for 17 years. Probably one of the only huge Cleveland fans you'll find in the Northeast area. But been a fan for a long time. Still looking for that first trip to Cleveland to see a home game. But it's going to come soon and... It's going to be a fun year to watch for the Cavs. we got a lot to talk about. We're going to dive right in. Let's do it. But first, we're going to start with a, with a little bit of a somber topic. And Cavs Nation, very sad news coming in early September. As esteemed Cleveland broadcaster Fred McLeod tragically passing away with a thanks to a sudden heart attack. Fred has been the voice of the Cavs since 2006. We've all watched him for hundreds of Cavs games. We saw his video, how excited he was, how passionate he was when he was caught with Fred McC- with, uh, with Austin Carr, and he was he was crying when he was calling the championship winner. He embodied what it mean, what it meant to be a Cavalier in the spirit of the team and almost the spirit of the city. Uh, Fred was just tremendous. All of his things right down Euclid. Whenever anything happens and Tristan Thompson goes to help his, his team and I was like, I got your back, Tristan Thompson. He had so many sayings and he was just such a tremendous broadcaster. And I was lucky enough to get to meet Fred last year at a, at a Cavs-Nets game. We didn't talk for more than 45 seconds. I was wearing a Kevin Love shirt under a Cavs. So he's like, hey, that's a really nice shirt. And you know what? I can say I have Fred McLeod butt-dialed me. Actually, we were going to meet up again at halftime. It didn't work out. He butt dialed me. I have a four minute butt dial voicemail of a conversation Fred McLeod was having at the Barclays Center with another staff member from one of the other, from, I believe, Brooklyn that he's worked with over the years. So uh, I'm never going to delete that voicemail. And, you know, Fred, Fred was just tremendous. And no disrespect to John Michael. I'm sure he's going to be a great announcer. He's a tremendous radio announcer he's been for the Cavs. Now he's sliding over to TV. But watching Cavs games will just not be the same. Fred is just so good at what he does. He's emblazoned with passion. And 
Not having him on broadcast this year is going to feel a whole lot different. So we'll take a quick moment of silence to honor the great Fred McLeod. And last thing I want to say about Fred, something I saw through Twitter on uh, the account of Craig Ackerman, who's a both radio and TV voice for the Rockets, does half the games uh, on TV. He does the road games on TV because Bill Worrell does not travel anymore, and he does the home games on radio. From Beth McLeod, Fred's wife, his great tie collection that he had. He always thought everyone should have a tie guy. He sent a tie to his dearest friends in the business, and or, for, excuse me, Beth McLeod, Sent it to everyone that he was, Fred was close with. And I know Craig Ackerman for Houston's home opener tonight, he'll be wearing that. And it's just, again, it's tough to not see Fred, but that gesture is going to be very great to see. It's almost like when we saw uh, the bow ties and the fancy attire for Craig Sager. And rest in peace, Fred McLeod. All right, folks, on a more positive note, it is opening night. For the Cleveland Cavaliers, as they will be taking on the Orlando Magic, who qualified for the postseason last year and actually took the first game against the Toronto Raptors thanks to a late three ball from DJ Augustine. So what should we expect from the Cavs tonight? When they played the Raptors on opening night last year, a team that ended up winning the title, they gave a good fight. They struggled a bit in the second quarter. But they fought back late in the game. We saw Jetty Osman, whose defense ended up actually being his weak suit, doing a solid job on Kawhi Leonard at times. They added Darius Garland. He is likely to start tonight. Didn't do a ton of free agent work. Also brought in Alfonso McKinney. They returned Brandon Knight. Among many guards, Matthew Delavadova. My favorite Cavalier, Jordan Clarkson, a great season last year. Look for Kevin Porter Jr. to have a positive impact tonight with Dylan Winsler likely out tonight still healing up from a stress reaction in his left leg that was suffered at the end of September we probably won't see him so a Sexton Garland Osman Love Thompson lineup key reserves no Zizic and no Henson we're probably going to see Larry Nance Jr. playing both the four and the five spot tonight coming off the bench likely with Clarkson Delavadova Porter and we'll see who the 10th man is. So this doesn't have to be a game that the Cavs win for it to be a positive. What we probably want to see, John Beeline, longtime head coach at Michigan, now begins his first stint as an NBA head coach. What you're going to want to see from the Cavs is fight. Be the fight. That was the saying last year. That was the slogan. They're going to want that to remain. And they didn't win nearly as many games as they wanted to at 19-63. and 63. They were a much better team with Kevin Love in the lineup. And I think we're going to see that be the case again tonight. Kevin Love is a baller, folks, and we know that. He is a tremendous player, big part of the Cavs title team in 2016, along with Kyrie and LeBron. He's going to be the X Factor. Colin Sexton, something we're going to look for from him. The shooting was fine last year. We're going to want to see what Colin Sexton can do as a passer. And going against DJ Augustine tonight and possibly Markel Fultz, just do his thing. He's got to be aggressive, look for his shot, but look to improve his passing game. He's going to have more guys to give the ball to. And his three assists a game, really not disheartening because he did not, most of the time when Sexton was handling the ball for full-length possessions, he was giving the ball away late in the clock, or he was firing the shot, or he was passing it, and then the ball is moving around. 
He's not one of those point guards going to make the pass right to the shooter. They're more of a ball movement team, as you'll see with Larry Nance and Tristan Thompson. Whenever they're in the game with the five spot, that's going to be the case. You're going to want to see consistency from Shenny Osman. Looking for him to get 10 to 15 shots tonight somewhere in the ballpark of 15 to 20 points. Trying to work against the immensely talented Jonathan Isaac. From Tristan Thompson, just make it through without injury. Last year was tough on him. Really didn't stay healthy too much during the year. He missed a significant number of games, which allowed Larry Nance Jr. to kind of take off and get the most minutes at the center he's played in his NBA career. And from Darius Garland, let's see what he's got. Kind of a wild card at this point. He only played five games at Vandy. So, projected to be a great player. That's why the Cavs took him so high, and they're going to be playing him next to a natural point guard in Colin Sexton. Let's just see Garland, how comfortable he is playing with another point guard, and how his shot comes to fruition. So the expectations for tonight, battle Orlando, try and hold Vucevic, Vucevic in the paint. He's capable of doing some big things. Limit the production of Aaron Gordon because he can get hot. And off the bench, watch for Terrence Ross. He was a monster last season. He's going to be a key player for Orlando. So John Beeline, this is his first season as an NBA head coach. He has been in the coaching circuit for a long time. And now finally, he is getting a chance to head an NBA team. He's coming in with the Cavs, replacing Larry Drew, who really did not want to be in Cleveland. He took the job. He really had no choice. He took it. So he took it. let's look at the background of John Beeline. He spent his first five years at Canisius in the MAAC conference. One trip to the NCAA tournament. Then he spent five years at Rich. What? Richmond. With a great coach, Carter. Worked some magic, played by Samuel L. Jackson in the movie form. He was great. One-time NCAA tournament appearance with Richmond. Then he went to West Virginia for five years from 2002 through 2007. Two-time NCAA tournament appearances and got Virginia, or West Virginia, rather, nationally ranked twice. And then he went to Michigan, where he spent 12 years. He was a three-time 30-game winner, including each of the last two years, two trips to the final four along the way. He only had a losing record twice in his first season and in his third season. In that second year in between, he took them to the NCAA tournament. So John Beeline, he's no young man. John Beeline will turn 67 on February the 5th. But you know, he's a great coach. 278 and 150 at Michigan, 26 and 13 record. In his 13 NCAA tournament appearances, he does a great job. And basically, his job's going to be help help the rebuild get started. The Cavs are going to have a lot to work through this year and probably next year. There's going to be the rumors swirling about trading Kevin Love. We'll talk about trade rumors in a little while of other players and trade chips. Just manage the rotations. Do the best job you can. John Beeline is not going to be expected to take this team to the playoffs. People talk about the East as being weak, and while it does not come anywhere close to stacking up with the West, there are going to be 10 or 11 teams deadlocked in a race for the first half of the season trying to get those top eight spots. Chicago and Atlanta's of the world, of the NBA, should not be slept on. They are two teams who could make a serious run to try and qualify for the postseason, but don't sleep on them. But for Beeline, 
Just do your job and do it as well as you can. John Beeline can do some big things with this Cavs team in the long term. Just get them on track. Forget about the 19 wins last year and move forward. They won 33 games in the final year before LeBron James came back, back in the 2013-14 season. And other than that, they've never won more than 23 games in a year without LeBron, going back to when he first entered the NBA in 2003-2004. And so now, let's talk about the bench rotation. They're going to have a lot of options for that bench. A whole lot of guards, Delvadova. Knight, Porter can all come in and play minutes off the bench. And, you know, there's that. You got Dylan Winsler is going to be coming in as a forward off the bench. Kevin Porter Jr. could be a significant factor for Cleveland this season. And, you know, they, they got some players. They got some ballers on that bench. And the big man situation's not great. With Zizic not healthy and Henson not healthy, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Nance, Thompson, and Love. But, you know, they should be able to handle it. They should be fine in that regard. But look for Larry Nance Jr. He can play the four. He can play the five. You know, he can do a whole lot. Larry Nance is a great player who is going to really break out with the Cavs. He will not be unowned in any fantasy leagues come the end of the season. We talk about trade chips with all the youth on the Cavs and expiring contracts. Maybe look for Jordan Clarkson to possibly be on the bubble. He had a big first full season with the Cavs. LeBron James is gone. The pressure is off. And what does he do? He just scores. Jordan Clarkson, a bucket getter, had that 40-point effort against the Nets in overtime. And that wild showdown, a multiple overtime contest. That was the same day that Marquise Chris had his best game in Cleveland. And he he got, he got buckets that day, and now he got a contract with the Warriors. We'll see if he plays in their first few games. Tristan Thompson, expiring contract. He very well could be traded, and we will see if he does get traded and what happens there. Tristan Thompson is a baller. He gets every rebound. He's a double-double machine. We will see if he ends up. With the Cavs come the end of the season, if he does get traded, that'll be big for Larry Nance Jr. can get more minutes. And ideally for the Cavs, you're going to want to draft a center next year. I was surprised they didn't this year. And they did a good job. They brought in some talented guards, some talented wings. But no new big man was interesting. Ante Zizic has not proven anything in the NBA. John Henson's health, still a big red flag. He's yet to make his Cavs debut, despite being acquired in December of last year. Kind of reminds us of when Andrew Bogut was traded to the Warriors from Monte Ellis, and it took him a long while to make his debut over there. So look for Clarkson and Thompson to be the most two most likely trade chips for the Cavs, and maybe John Henson too. If someone wants to take a chance when he gets healthy, they could acquire a late-round draft pick and maybe a young piece that was written off by his original team. Okay, folks, prediction for this season. So, all said and done, this is a Cavs team that probably will not make it to the postseason. I actually believed, believe it or not, I'm serious about this. Before last season began, I had them penciled in as my eighth seed. I thought, this is a team with a lot of talent. This is a team that if they're healthy, Sexton could be a tremendous player right off the bat. 
Kevin Love plays the full season. Jetty Osman showed some flashes while he was playing with LeBron. Now he's getting his chance. Jordan Clarkson gets buckets. Rodney Hood gets buckets. Maybe they'll get into the playoffs. Well, yeah, that didn't happen. They won 19 games anyway. And by the way, Alec Burks, big shout out to him. He was tremendous in his few months with the Cavs. I watched his game-winning dunk over the Nets in person. And let me tell you, did I explode? There were not many Cavs fans in the house in Brooklyn that night. And I'm not sure how many were Cavs fans there were that weren't just wearing LeBron shirts, older LeBron shirts. But you, know, you got to say what's good to every Cavs fan you see when you're in a road venue, especially here in the New Jersey, New York area. But Alec Burks, that was a great dunk. That was a great moment. Prediction for the season, ideally, we'd love to see 30-plus wins from Cleveland this year. They have the talent to do it if they can stay healthy. They were about a 500 team in what 20 to 25 games they got from Kevin Love. He was able to go the distance and not have to sit out at all and miss back-to-backs. Tristan Thompson was a double-double monster when he played last year. He got more touches and looks with LeBron and Kyrie. No longer present. Aaron Nance Jr., tremendous job of facilitating the offense when he was out there. David did a little ball handling. He worked on his three-point shooting. He'll be a good piece. Now, that's from last year. That's going to carry over. And really, the main things with the Cavs are going to, is going to be the play of the rookies. If Dylan Windler's healthy and getting buckets, he'll challenge Osman for minutes. And in doing so, might push him to play harder. And better, Wendler could be a great score for the Cavs' second unit, maybe even the first unit as the season winds on. Kevin Porter Jr. has crazy athleticism. He, he is going to dunk on quite a few people this year. Mark that down. Kevin Porter Jr., over under three posters. Over four-plus posters for the impressive rookie. You can also shoot the three ball very well. He went to USC, and he is going to be dunking on everybody. Darius Garland, he played five games in college, but he was getting buckets over there. He should be healthy enough to start the year, so we will likely see him tonight. Whether or not he does start to be determined, he'll probably end up being the starter next to Sexton in the big picture. guy like Matthew Delavadova, who came out of the NBA as a hard worker, undrafted out of St. Mary's after a great career there, including a buzzer-beating half-court shot to win a game. He's a hard worker. He helped the Cavs win two finals games in the next and a couple years later. Actually, the very next year, you know, the Cavs got that ring and Delavadova was an integral part of them getting there. He had some big games against Chicago as well. So that was the year prior. He had a great postseason run with the Cavs. That's all we'll say. It's great that he's back. He's going to be a great mentor for both Sexton and Garland. And when we hear them in interviews talking about Delhi, we know they're going to have nothing but great things to say. So my prediction... All in all, let's go with 30 and 52. The Cavs are going to win 30 games this year. They're still going to get a solid draft pick. I think that Tristan Thompson will not finish the season with the team and that Jordan Clarkson may ultimately end up getting traded to a contender. And if he does, should my prediction come true, let's hope it goes better than Clarkson's time with the Cavs the first time because Jordan Clarkson's first tenure with the Cavs looked like it was going to really set him back. Then the next year comes. And he just got buckets all over. So 30 and 52. Clarkson and Thompson get traded. Kevin Love will, will finish the season with the Cavs. Yes, folks, I am predicting that. Kevin Love will finish the season with the Cavs. 
kind of like Tyson Chandler in Phoenix. There were always talks of trading him. Tyson said, I want to be here. Don't get rid of me. Let me stay. And so Kevin Love is going to be the same thing. Obviously a better player here than Tyson Chandler was in Phoenix. He did have a game-winning dunk. Give Tyson Chandler that at, a, at the buzzer, for that matter, on a very creative play from then-coach Jay Triano. But Kevin Love will finish the season with us. Jordan Clarkson and Tristan Thompson will not. All right, folks, that is all for the first podcast on Across the Cavs. Zach West here. Be sure to follow us at Across Cavs on Twitter. Be posting content throughout the season and throughout tonight's home, or rather tonight's season opener.